Okay. Hello, Find podcast for December 27th. Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy Upcoming. New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, we are Dave and Joel broadcasting from the center of the heart of man itself. From the 35th century back to you via <laughs> Superman, turning the earth around like in Superman 2. We are Fast Karate for the Gentlemen, and this is our... 2006 year in review video game wrap up. But first, you can if you want to contact us, you can send us an email to Dave and Joel at gmail.com or you can click that funky little audio link on the side panel and send us a voicemail requiring only your computer microphone to do so. On the topic of email, we've got a couple out here from those Geek Nights fellows and one guy who goes by the name of Angry Optimus. Are you sure opening Firefox while we're doing this is a good idea? Well, it's already open, so we're going to find <laughs> out. Let's just keep in mind, we started this podcast at 4.30. <laughs> Let's just remember what the time is. And if it's if in the half an hour we've only recorded 10 minutes, I think we'll figure it out. <laughs> but for now, it seems to be going pretty good. Okay. Um, okay, so Mr. Angry Optimist says, Dear gentlemen practitioners of Fast Karate, I've been enjoying your show for a bit now, and to the slight detriment of my performance in various and sundry classes I take at the college... Not really, I think. Yeah, I'd hope so. I would hope our podcast isn't impacting your ability to go to school. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, I think it would be tough. That We only take up your time for a half an hour every week. <laughs> well, a, well, a full hour. hour but, I mean, week. there's a lot of time on the side. And you can do other things while you're doing this. Yeah, allow me to continue. I've become more or less completely caught up from the beginning. In many respects, I find that we agree. My... My favorite anime, movie, series, etc. is, without a doubt, Fist of the North Star. You guys like it, too. Yes. One agreement there. A recurring theme of your podcast is hating on the weird per- weird perversion present in all too many animes. Sort of follows Sturgeon's Law, really, except instead of 99% being simply bad, it makes you want to curse humanity. I don't care for that kind of stuff, either. And I find your comment- commentary on it pretty amusing. Agreement on next-gen consoles, though? Maybe not so much. First of all, sure you can answer your email more efficiently on a computer than on a clunky interface of some game console. The PS3 is a full computer. It can run arbitrary operating systems, arbitrary code. It can run any PPC Linux. Who knows? Maybe with some cajoling, it can be made to be run a PPC OS X. There will also be various and sundry flavors of Linux available for it that will take advantage of the capabilities of the cell, i.e. its SPUs. Even now, though, reports I've seen from people running stock PPC Linuxes sounds pretty positive. Point is, it is a computer. If you truly want to answer email efficiency, anything really worth considering for that purpose runs on Linux. All right, so we'll break it off for here for now to say, uh, what? Like, I think maybe I'm misreading this, but I think maybe what he's saying is, if you want to answer emails, everything you need to answer emails is on Linux. But when I read it, what I think is the only way you're ever going to answer emails is if you lose a <laughs> Linux computer. Yeah. It, I don't really understand what's happening. It, I wonder if he means answer or if he's talking about, like, email operations. Like, I can't really comprehend what he would mean, actually. It's kind of rough. Maybe but, you can send us a clarifying email because we are confused. Regardless... I think having to go in there and basically tear apart your PS3 from the inside out. I mean, really. Obviously, there's a very little manual labor involved, but you've kind of got to convince this thing to run 
Linux for you. It's not like you stick in a disk and you're like, go for it, dude. <laughs> yeah. like, there's a little more to it than that. Yeah, it's definitely not uh, you know a clean system and just sitting there waiting for an operating system. As such, you know, that's not really a great deal. Like to have to basically break your console in a way to get it to run. Well, I mean, I don't know it's all the the uh, the specifics of this, but I'm this sort of harkens back to the days when people modded the Xbox. And, like, they would, oh, man, I turned my Xbox into a computer. Like, now it's got a hard drive. And I'm like, that's great. You just built a really crappy computer. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's impressive, and the cool factor is there. But I just don't really care that much. Yeah. Like, like why It's not you- as efficient as actual hardware. So, you know, doing these things with these consoles is kind of neat as, like, a hobby. But as far as, like, performance and functionality are yeah. concerned, well, maybe, maybe it's not it's giving changed. you a boost. It's, maybe it's changed with the PS3. But... With the Xbox, like, you couldn't run stuff on the Xbox. Because, although the specifications were there, like, it was made for a very different purpose. Like, this, the video game systems are made to have things programmed for them. Not, like, in their general vicinity. Yeah. They're not as flexible as a PC. Or even, like, a Mac would be. So, even if you get into this thing and do your own little work... Like, you're not exactly going to be coming out on even ground. So, like, I have no doubt that you can put Linux on a PS3 and it would be a very powerful or at least comparably powerful computer. But the question is, after you've done that... Is it a powerful PS3? What are you going to do with it? (laughs) Like, great. So now we have Linux. I can play MP3s. Well, you can probably rip stuff to the... PS3 already, but this is, I know that people, when they did it with the Xbox, uh, people would use it primarily for piracy, where mm-hmm. they would just hack games, throw them on a hard disk, and then run them from the hard disk. Yeah. And so they would have, like, several games stored, and they'd be like, oh, isn't this great? Like, I went over to, a friend of mine had another friend who had done this, and I went over to his apartment, and they were all telling me how great this was, and it's like, oh, isn't this awesome? And I was like, why don't you just buy them? And I, mm-hmm. it's like all the oxygen left the room. They were like, <laughs> What? Like you just insulted his mother. Yeah, I probably should have. <laughs> because, you know, he's a dick and he's ripping people off, but whatever. I digress. That's not really the thrust of the argument. Yeah. <laughs> These ad hominem attacks. Yeah. I don't really... I just... I don't get the point of installing Linux or OS X on the machine. Other than this whole Mount Everest complex of like, well, it's there. It needs to be conquered. I'd be more impressed if you did what, like, I know a lot of people do this, but uh, they build machines that'll uh, boot off a USB drive, so they have flash drives with operating systems on them. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Because, like, the the functionality of having something like that is actually pretty dope. Yeah. Because, you know, you can basically you can carry it around anywhere. and, like, you have a plug-and-play system, mm-hmm. which is hot. But uh, a PS3 that, you know, can do word processing and save files... Yeah, I have a computer for that. <laughs> exactly. And it's not like you're ever going to be playing computer games on... Like, you're not going to get Oblivion and drop it on your PS3, because... Oblivion came out for... It's way Windows. too big. Like, like And also, the size Windows? of these games are increasing. Like, the hard disk provided by uh, well, that's Sony. Not a, that's not a huge deal. I mean, the 60-gig hard disk is still pretty big. Well, no, but it, think about the amount of material that was on um, uh, Resistance. They had 30 gigs of material on that disk. Well... Okay, yeah. The reports have said that it wasn't really 30 gigs. Well, even if if, if you go above like 10 yeah, and on the 60 lot. gig system, that's one sixth of your hard drive space. And mm-hmm. you got to think like as you use up more of that space, performance is going to decrease. 
just I mean not necessarily like you know Joel space on a hard drive blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Listen, I I understand a little bit how they work, but if it has to access that hard drive more, it's probably not designed for that kind of load. Ah shit, yeah. Joel three. It's Ben. Later. What does he want? Uh, he was. I asked him last night about what we were doing for New Year's, and he was like busy playing Railroad Baron or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not at their place anyway. <sighs> Because that party was so weak last year. <laughs> Everybody left! Yeah. We <laughs> should... yeah, well, we you there. guys were the cool ones. <laughs> How can you leave before midnight at a New Year's party where you haven't left the bedroom all night? <laughs> I guess it was all the same. Whatever. So you want to keep continuing this? And uh, this is this was our fault. And the correction for the cell, Sony was involved, yeah, but it was mostly IBM doing the work, which I guess I kind of knew, but not really. And actually, the guy from Geek Nights Rim sent us a, an email to much the same effect. That was like, okay. hey, dummy, Sony didn't really make the uh, the cell thing. And then he... Well, don't he, they... He went into this... He, he t- gave a whole rundown about R&D and stuff and how it actually is profitable. But I think what he said was like... The actual R and D itself isn't profitable. It's the refining the technology. Oh, another technology. Like, well, creating something is this, and then after you've done this and you put your time in refining it, is something else. And but whatever, I could be wrong about that too. That's cool. Uh, so that part of the email. Uh, also, Blu-ray is nice. Don't be mean to Blu-ray. It's more or less superior in every conceivable way to HD DVD. It's not closed, but it's backed by a consortium. It has more studios signed on to support it than HD DVD, which I am not sure about. Because, well, I checked, uh, I know for a fact that, well, at least according to the internet, that HD DVD is slightly ahead of Blu-ray in the sales and titles released and top titles and stuff like that. Last I checked, which was a couple weeks ago. Uh, anyway... And game, if games do not necessarily need that kind of space now, which I'm not really agreeing to, and games are more a matter of want than need anyway, they will in short matter of time. No game will ever, can ever, support HD DVD on the 360. What's all this hating on new technology anyway? What are you guys, Luddites? Okay, first off, games, the, the 360 can support HD DVD. It probably never will, because... Forcing people to buy a $200 add-on to your system to play a game. Like, Microsoft probably isn't that stupid. But all the same, to get the same capabilities, you would be paying the exact same price as a PS3. So, whatever. And the difference between PS3, or between a Blu-ray and an HD DVD is kind of nominal. Like, I understand that this whole Blu-ray is like, wow, infinite layers. Like, the whole world is open to us. But that's not really happening right now. And, you know, when Betamax came out, people were like, wow, Betamax. The quality of this stuff is off the hook. But all anybody really cared about was the runtime of one of these tapes. And Betamax was like an hour. And VHS was two hours. And let's point out, just to be safe... That we understand we're not making an equation between Betamax and Blu-ray. So don't yeah. call up and say, Blu-ray has exactly the same runtime, if not more, Actually, than HD Blu-ray DVD. would have more than HD yeah, DVD. we understand. This but isn't an exact, like... It's just referencing Sony's past follies. And you know what else is... Like, I, we talked about this last time, but the real, the, the real problem 
with uh, the PS3 and a Blu-ray is I can actually own an Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's very difficult to get your hands on. So, I mean, like, regardless of the technology itself, like, uh, Sony as a company has kind of poisoned its own mm-hmm. interests in this regard. Like, and I, that's really, I don't know that much about this stuff, so. I mean, How do you sacrifice as much market share as Sony did? Like, that takes skill. Real skill. Because what did the PS2 have? Like 60% market share? It was crazy how yeah. high it was. And now what are they at? One? One percent? Like, it's I mean, not it'll, a lot. It'll definitely grow over time. Yeah. But I don't, think, uh, I don't think it'll ever reach the levels it did before. Because even when the PS2 came out, it was way more affordable mm-hmm. in, by comparison well, I think than was, other systems. I think it was 300 bucks when it came out. Well, it was only $100 more than the Dreamcast. It's definitely within yeah. reach. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, you know, I picked up the Xbox 360 for like... 300 bucks. Yeah. And uh, that was half as much as a PS3 cost. Mm-hmm. So, not... I mean, yeah, you're right. Blu-ray is probably a superior technology. But I'm probably never going to have to learn about that because Sony has shot it in the foot. Yeah. Right out of the gate. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just spending less and less time destroying their own products. Like, Betamax was around for a long time. And Minidisc, I guess Minidisc still exists in Japan, which is the only place, one of their technologies. And it's only one. Minidisc is the only technology of theirs that ever got any kind of reasonable foothold. Besides, people always say like, oh, Betamax, they use that all the time in film production. But that's that's not everybody in the country. <laughs> that's not even close. Yeah. But And then UMD was here for you know, the approximate amount of time it takes to blink your eyes. <laughs> And now even even Sony is not supporting UMD for their movies. <laughs> so we'll see how long Blu-ray lasts, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, we could probably totally be wrong. Be, uh, even by name recognition, people, when you say HD DVD, people are like, oh, DVD. And even if they don't know what HD is, which I feel like, you know, Joe Q consumer is going to more readily know what HD means than Blu-ray. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, I, like, it's it's definitely recognizable. But what, they, what I think what they were going for in terms of a marketing thing with Blu-ray was a kind of a cool factor. Oh, it's a blue laser, lower bandwidth. Who cares? Cool. <laughs> but yeah, I got nothing personal against Sony, but they're making poor choices left and right. Like I own a PS2. In fact, I think I own the most games of any system. Well, of any of the past generation of systems is PS2 games, but. I have no affiliation to any company. I'm all about what have you done for me lately. Like, yeah. Like, whatever you're doing right now is what I'm interested in. Not like, oh, well, Final Fantasy Tactics was on the PlayStation. Well, that's great. I already own a PlayStation and Final Fantasy Tactics. Like, <laughs> they don't need my brand loyalty for that. Sony's blunders are the perfect segue into the Fast Karate wrap-up. Of 2006. Yeah, uh, I guess like last year, we're going to do our best of gaming thing. Best of, worst of. Whatever we think of. Superlative. I don't, is there an opposite of superlative? Uh, I think superlative goes both ways. Okay. It's just an extreme. It's not like a quality. Well, actually, no. It definitely doesn't. Uh, my Latin skills are failing me. <laughs> my bad. Uh, so, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't know what games. Which games? Uh, uh, <laughs> you want to start from relatively the beginning? 
Yeah, let's uh, start with the beginning and work our way up so to the I, present. I guess what would that be like? Half Half Life Episode One, uh, Sin episodes. Let's like let's umbrella those, and we'll just talk about the episodic gaming. Yeah, the rise of episodic content in games. Mm-hmm. Micromanagement is the future, or I guess microtransaction is the future. Yeah, and well, don't get too ahead of yourself because they already canceled Sin. Well, no, but they're doing. I mean, just as an idea, because they're doing it with like Gran Turismo yeah. and like with all these online things. The one dollar Madden tutorials. <laughs> Do they have that for FIFA? I don't. I didn't FIFA, even check. FIFA's EA, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they probably do have like the one dollar downloadable content. Well, they do. I think they did take out the training mode because in every other FIFA game, there's a training mode yeah, that like now teaches you, pay you like. For it. That's ridiculous. The even better part is you don't have to pay for it on the Xbox version or the PS2 version. Because <laughs> it doesn't support a download. Yeah. But, you know, backwards compatibility is so bad you'll never feel like... <laughs> yeah. Microtransactions are not a good idea, in my opinion. I mean, a little bit. It's like, here, you've bought the right to give us more money in the future. Mm-hmm. Have fun. It's like, I didn't buy the sandwich to... Uh, I didn't buy the rights to make a sandwich. You know, I didn't yeah. buy the ability to then pay you for cheese and tomatoes and lettuce and yeah. meat. I paid you... So that I could eat a sandwich. Like a whole sandwich. Yes. I don't want to open up the sandwich and find that the cheese is missing and then get hit with a surcharge on top of that. Or it's like, you know, even worse than that. It's like, well, here, we gave you the sandwich, but uh, you're going to have to give us a little extra for the things that taste good. Mm-hmm. Well. Because, I mean, technically the two pieces of bread are a sandwich, sir, because we put some mayonnaise in there. So now it's a mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> So if you would please kindly give us our $60, we will then move on to what other options you have for the creation of your sandwich. Yeah. Well, this is another thing that kills me about the worldwide capabilities of consoles is the first thing is like, oh, well, now that, you know, we have this console that's always on, we can release patches for it and I was like, oh no. <laughs> it's the Don't end of the ruin world. Console gaming like you ruined PC gaming. <laughs> it's like we just gotta get this thing out the door. Yeah. I don't care if we'll like patch it on day one. I don't care if when you try to save it uh melts your hard drive. We'll just patch it. Yeah. It'll be okay. You know, like do not run this game before patch. Uh processor will explode yeah. violently out of sight of computer. I hate that crap. Like, buy, you go home, out and you buy your game released on Tuesday, and you go home, and the first thing it wants you to do is download a patch. And, you know, at least playing console games, you were safe. You were secure in the fact that they had to get it right, or yeah. as right as they could. Because it's not like, you know, PC gaming can be more complicated, because there's a greater range of hardware and things you have to deal with on a PC. There's other mm-hmm. software that could exist in this environment that's not in that. Yeah. So, in that regard, patches kind of well, they make can't, sense. They can't test every single yeah. combination. With a console, you built the freaking thing. Yeah. They're all the same. <laughs> what do you need to patch? Like, what variable could, did, like... Dude, there are no variables you couldn't have conceived of, because the test, like, unless your test copy is like, eh, we... We built this test copy in the future before, like, and then brought it back. So we don't know how games will play on your primitive yeah. X- 2006 Xbox 360. In 2008, we're already on revision 5. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. We're going to have to patch oh, what, some you content. don't have the USB hyperlaser in some? <laughs> That's a patch. The retinal eye cannon. <laughs> oh, man. I Is can't that- believe we're taking that out. <laughs> 
Why would you make something that shoots a retina at something? <laughs> ah! Oh, God, this thing so, just shot my retina at the screen. Episodic gaming just seems to be the next evolution. Like, PC gamers have been so cowed by patches now that we have to move on to screw them once more. <laughs> yes. It's like, you know when you buy a game? Now it's more like you buy the first two hours of the game. But don't worry about it because we stretch the first two hours into six hours. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Now games are so incomplete, <laughs> like it is not even the illusion of completion. Like before, at least, the, if like if you could make it to the end of the game without encountering some, you know, crushing, crippling, crippling bug, you know, you could beat it. Now that's not even an option. <laughs> yeah, you, the game cannot be beaten until the next one comes. I, out it'd a be year really later. They should just start doing that. It's like just call it a patch. Like release a game. And like have the first six hours playable, and then crash the system after that six hours. And just be like, we've got, to, we'll figure this out. We got, we'll release a patch. We're like working six around months. the clock. <laughs> and I got the really, guys in the dark room. <laughs> and the reality is that that's just where the game ended. Just lie to people. <laughs> just do it that Why way. Why not? They'll already believe it. It's like, oh yeah, man. The same thing happens when I tried to play Baldur's Gate. <laughs> Yeah, there's been a lot of games being needed to be patched recently. You should have been paying attention, Valve. You already had, like, the doorway was wide open. I mean, I'm sure it requires you to be a little disingenuous, maybe even fraudulent. Don't you think that's already what they're doing, considering Half-Life 2 has been coming out next month for, like, a year and a half? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're already a liar. And you know what else? You told me Half-Life 2 Episode 1 would be good. Yeah. Lies. That was a big old lie. You know I'll tell what I you need? What? It was better than Sin episode one. You know what I need, Dave? More vehicle missions. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> when I saw the, when I watched the video of Half Life episode two, and less than a minute in, he's driving around in a car. I was like, "Who are oh, you fooling?" I love how they they take so much time explaining the physics of cars. Like if you watch like preview videos of Half Life two, they're like, "Now we spent a lot of time like trying to make this thing handle like a real dune buggy," and I'm like. I don't know what a real Doom Buggy handles like. Apparently, crap from your game. <laughs> if this is an accurate representation, it's apparently flipping all over it. Yeah, apparently, breathing on the wheel forces you to like pull into the ocean. <laughs> We're skidding out. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm really against the whole episodic content thing in general, and I'm really, you know, it recalls a time back in the day when Sega was going to release. Uh, what was it called? There was this, they were going to release a seri- an RPG in series format with installments that were only $20, and it was going to be five installments long. What was this, for Genesis? No, it was for the Dreamcast. I think it, it was called... Oh, what's, it? what's the City of Gold? Shambhala. <laughs> That's the other City of Gold, the one in South America. Oh, I can't remember it. This is ridiculous. There was a Disney movie about El Dorado. Yeah. It was called like El Dorado Gate or something. I don't. It's probably not right. Someone's gonna write us an email saying, "Joel, you're an idiot. This was the title. You fool. You stupid, stupid fool. <laughs> Get off my internet." <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Sega tried this and they didn't even make it out of the gate. I mean, obviously their system fell apart. But <laughs> that besides might have that, been a problem. Uh, this could have been a pretty big component in that happening. But yeah. So, I mean, like, this episodic content thing, we've been staring down the barrel of this for even longer than we imagined. And now that it's here, uh, I'm really kind of feeling... I was cautiously optimistic about it. I've played my fair share of things. The only thing I think it's worked in so far is the Sam and Max games. Oh, yeah. Like, I played the first one of those through GameTap, 
and it was about four hours long. And when it was done, I was like, well, that's about how long I wanted it to be. Like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool. Cause and it included everything that a game like that would have. Not like like the Sin episodes where you get three guns and yeah. two enemies. <laughs> well, yeah, the whole... The whole problem with this is execution. Because mm-hmm. I'm all for, like, you know, game series where you build and build and build. I mean, I, yeah. Final Fantasy has been around forever, and I've played almost every one of those, except for like, the later ones. But, and a lot of other stuff. Like, I've played a lot of Mega Man's. Like, I've, you know, this episode of content, like. <clears throat> well, like that, but that's. I know it's different, I'm, but it's sort of the same. Like, you can create this experience that'll last longer. Yeah. And it also, like, you know, it, it's sort of serializing it is, I may be better for the game industry because it provides a more solid form of income yeah i mean obviously you're gonna run a thing where you know games just run way too long but i'd rather be in that position than where we are now yeah so episodic content thumbs down for 2006 that was maybe the blunder of the year well well aside from rule of rose oh yeah (laughs) rule of rose was a pretty bad pretty bad game I think the whole internet already knows my thoughts on Rule of Rose. <laughs> but I have to wonder how Rui Sasaki in California is feeling about it. That's the person who bought my eBay copy. Oh, poor, poor guy. Rui. Or girl. Did you send him a thing with like a link to our podcast <laughs> about it? Like, ha, ha. I should have just sent him a note with a sad face. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty terrible game from 2006. Game. I'm pretty sure it wasn't a game. <laughs> it was an, an experimental, stupid experiment. Let's experience how stupid we can Are be. Are you sure that sentence wasn't an experimental, stupid experiment? Rule of Rose made me stupid <laughs> with their stupid experiments. <laughs> That's what it was. It's oh. Like if he waits through exactly 50 of these ridiculously long load times. <laughs> That's it. You're done. Yeah. What else? Anything else terrible happen? I guess we're in like the terrible segment. Does anything else really like bad happen of note? Why don't we move up to mediocre? Okay. With Okami. Now I know what you're thinking, people on the internet. Mediocre. Are you crazy? Are you nuts? Have you gone loopy? <laughs> Bananas? Be no. We already used that. Joke. <laughs> I was trying to bait Dave. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. Dave, take it away. Okami was an excellent 20-hour game. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was 35 hours long. <laughs> like, you go through this whole game, and you go through the... It's like every Zelda game that comes out nowadays. You go through your little three original dungeons, and you kill the guy who's ostensibly the big boss. And then, wait, there's a whole new world out there! And then it never, ever ends. <laughs> It's like Zelda if you went through these three dungeons and killed the fake Ganon or the Sorcerer or whatever. And then the whole world opened up and there were 50 more dungeons. And you're like, I think that's too many dungeons. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. Like, you kill this bad guy and then I don't know what happens after that. Time travel or something. <laughs> it's like, no, wait, there were this, the other bad guys. What, we, what, we never mentioned this? It's like, are you... He splits into parts. It's like you got to go get the other guys that are pieces of his soul. And then you have to fight him again at the end of the game. And then you have to fight him again like an hour later. And it's the same boss. And I was like, man, they should have just ended this game when you killed him the first time. 
Yeah. <laughs> and all my roommates are like sitting around like, why are you still playing this? It's like, I've got 30 hours in it now. I can't stop. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, let's not forget that Okami was a real, like, it, it may have gone a little too long. But I mean, we don't want to just rag on it the whole time because yeah. it was also a really good game. Like, the reason it's mediocre is because the rest of the game is freaking awesome. Yeah. So it kind of just evens it out because the first fifteen hours are awesome. They even they even get past the thing that I always have a qualm with in video games, and that's like the way they do the money system. Like in every Zelda game, you need money for the first hour, and then after that, you don't need money ever again. Yeah. So in Okami, they kept giving you stuff to buy, and that was cool. Like you could buy new weapons and new moves, and you always felt like you could use more money. Yeah. But never felt like you had absolutely no money. Like in Final Fantasy 3 now. Every time I get to a town, I'm like, oh, I guess I gotta kill some goblins. Because I have 4,000 gold and one spell costs six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's striking that balance in terms of, like, I guess farming. Yeah. Is the word we have for it now. Thanks, MMORPGs. Yeah. Striking that balance with farming and single player uh, role playing games or any game in general is a really yeah. important thing to seek. Well, you, if you, you, you the... need to feel like you're being rewarded for your efforts. Like there's actually a point to having money, yeah. but you also need to feel like you don't have to spend the whole game getting money. Yeah. With something like Okami, you can advance through the game without buying those things. So they're kind of like perks on the side. But in other games, it's just like, oh, great. One more thing I absolutely have to buy to beat yeah. this game. Like if you don't buy the serpent sword at the next town, you're going to be way too weak for the next boss. Yeah. Because you're using your whack Mithril Saber. Come on, man. Mithril Saber? That's Mithril? Cool. Yeah. So it's like great looking game. Really interesting style. Fun, good battle system. Even though they kind of wasted. They give you... There's three types of weapons. The mirror, the rosary, and the sword. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get a rosary, you're so used to using the mirror. There's like almost no reason to use the rosary. And then later on in the game, you get an ability where if you're using two mirrors at once, you double their attack power or something. So the mirrors are already the strongest weapon. So like, there's no reason to not use two mirrors at once, and then you basically never use any other weapon ever again. You can use a sword. Yeah, you basically like swing it around. Like it's on your back, and it moves around telepathically. Oh, uh, okay. How about God Hand? Pretty sweet. The game from 2006 that me and Dave are the only people on the planet that liked. Uh, not so. We got a voicemail that I actually talked about in the last Wednesday podcast from some chick who was like, I bought God Hand, and if that was your intention, good job. And I was like, well... Well, I didn't say anything to that, but I was like, if that... Well, we don't know who you are, so clearly that could not be our intention. But in a more general sense... <laughs> Yes, our intention was to get people to check out this game. Yeah, and I that, thought it was a great game. That you like it, so much the better. Yeah. And maybe if the whole world liked God Hand, we wouldn't have war anymore. Peace in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I think if uh, Palestinians and Israelis could just, you know, figure out how to do guard guard breaks, <laughs> this world would be a happier place. Even though guard breaking wasn't that hard. Yeah. Like, after you described it, you just I was like... I don't know, you can throw it in there at bad times when it doesn't work out, because if you throw down a guard break, then they can stun you back, like they punish you for doing the wrong thing. But I don't know, I was like three punches and throwing a guard break, and generally you're going to break yeah, the dude. And if not, just dodge backwards and try yeah. it again. <laughs> it wasn't a very deep game, but, you know, Clover, we love you so. Those creativity lovers. Actually, that's not what it means. I don't know, that 
Yeah, it's actually a combination of yeah, the guys' names. Yeah, um, what's his name? Akami and Inaba, I think. Yeah, because like, it was three was yeah, part of his name. Three and Leaf. Yeah, so they came Yet up with the clover. the logo is a four-leaf clover. Which is why it doesn't make any sense. But regardless, Creativity Lover, I saw that on like Kotaku or something. That's one, also where I read it. One of those gaming blogs. Yeah. And I'm going to stop reading those gaming blogs. They're all retarded. I read it. I mean, the... The ideas they put forth in them are stupid, but the information is good. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't know stuff about. I wish it was like actual journalism, though, so I could just get the information without all their like ridiculous personality. Yeah. I, I don't really care for the punditry of it. Like, and I mean, I can... oh, 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 my World of Warcraft character was doing this. Yeah, I mean, I can understand it's a blog, so I'm reading your opinion. Yeah, but that's why I just said I'm not going to read it anymore. You're expecting some sort of I don't know voyeurism in it, the standard. Like, I have a blog. Pay attention to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, God Hand Sweet. Dead Rising came out this year. I got it only recently when I picked up my Xbox. But that game was pretty sweet. I have yet to play it. It's a, an actually playable sandbox game. It's like the <laughs> Grand Theft Auto for people who actually have a sense of taste. Or a brain. Well, which I guess is incumbent upon people with a sense of taste. You'd hope. But... Uh, I take stupid people with a sense of taste more than smart people who play Grand Theft Auto. I'll tell you that. I'll take I that agree. every time. I agree. Because <laughs> I just can't respect that. Grand Theft Auto is a terrible, terrible game. But Dead, Dead Rising, Rising is like the good version of that. Maybe because you can't feel bad killing zombies and psychopaths. <laughs> really? Do you spend a lot of time killing psychopaths? Uh, they're like the bosses of the game. Really? Because obviously they're... What, what's a boss zombie going to be? It's like really tough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, it's true. We're was, our own worst enemies. It was a good way to spend 10 hours or so, even though the game is totally unforgiving. Because like, the way it works, you have three hours in this mall, or three days in this mall. And I guess every hour is like five or ten minutes or something. Following the storyline, it picks up at certain times. Like, case one starts at 6 a.m. And if you miss it, that's it. Can't beat the game. Not with the storyline ending anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, so... It kind of keeps you on your toes. How do you figure that stuff out? Does it just like chime in? It and tells tell you? you. Okay. It it says you know case two starts at noon and case three starts at this time. But you know you can't beat a game where you get to run around with tiny chainsaws and kill zombies by the score. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get books that make the chainsaws last longer. Why books would do that? I don't know. I don't, you know, maintenance. You're like you're sitting there with the book and you like throw it at the chainsaw. <laughs> no, it's like how to maintain your tiny chainsaw. Wait, so you have to like go and collect these things from around the mall in real time? Like as as the game is going on, you collect mm-hmm. your weapons and they wear out in real time too. Yeah, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It takes a while to get used to. I, I'm not used to playing games like that where. You don't have stuff like a persistent inventory. Like, you just carry whatever you can carry. Yeah. Like, I'm used to buying the sword and then having the sword until I sell it. Yeah. So, to have something where, you know, you pick up a 2x4 and then you beat the zombies with 2x4s until it breaks. And then you get another 2x4 or a bench or whatever. <laughs> it's it's a different sort of mode. And I guess that's how Grand Theft Auto works, too. Like, you, you pick up a pistol and you have that pistol until you whatever. get Whatever, you just put else. in the cheat code. Yeah. Because I've never known anyone who plays Grand Theft Auto and doesn't use the cheat code. I don't know how you would do it. Like, where do you find weapons? It would take so long to just go find the AK-47 and then to die. doesn't seem like a very fun game if you have to use the cheat code to make it work. And I guess 
finally on games that are worth talking about this year, Gears of War, which we actually spent a whole podcast talking about like two or three weeks ago. So what is there to say? It's pretty good. But the guy who made it, Cliffy B, he's got a, he's got an ego on his shoulders. <laughs> he also looks like a tool. Hey, Cliffy B, look in the mirror. He's dating some like 18-year-old girl, too. Really? Yeah. What a jerk. He's like 30-something. I think he's really lucky that there were some talented people working for him. Yeah, you gotta wonder. I, I, do I believe that he had a lot to do with this game? Probably not. Why do I think that? Because the guy's a tool. Yeah, he doesn't really look like a guy that has a lot to do with <laughs> And you might say to me, Joel, that's just unfair. And you're right, it is. Stop bleaching your hair. <laughs> and shave that ridiculous beard. He always has that like look on his face, too, where he's like... He's like got that like half smile, he like mouth open. He's well, like, he looks like eyes wide it's open. like some from some seventies show where it's supposed to be a candid shot where they're like, Hey, look at the camera, he like turns around and does the finger guns. Yeah. It's like, hey guys. So I maybe by hook or by crook, they got Gears of War out and it didn't suck. Yeah, not even a and little bit. Into the new millennium, there will be more Gears of War content. Really? Yeah, there's supposed to be some sort of downloadable patch i don't know what they're including soon and very soon i will have this game and then co-op over the interwebs will commence uh i'm banking on xbox live for christmas if i don't get it for christmas i'm i can buy it myself (laughs) i have a credit card big boy and a job so but i figure no need to jump the gun i who am i gonna play with anyway except everybody that sent me their xbox live gamer tags I told you that I, I did make my, my gamer tag whenever I sign up is for the gentleman. Nice. <laughs> There's no spaces, though. There weren't enough. Is it, is it an actual Xbox Live account, though? Because, I mean, when I signed up for it, it just gave me. Like, I didn't have to choose if I wanted an offline mode or something. But Scabs doesn't seem to have an Xbox Live account on his. Did like, he buy Basic? Because I think if you bought the premium, it comes like with Xbox Live sort of built in. But if you if you got a basic, the Xbox Live thing wasn't part of no, it. No, I'm pretty sure he got the premium. But like the there's the free subscription, which is what I have now. Yeah, that only came with the premium. What? Yeah. There so was, so wait, you, what do you do if you have the basic? You got to go out and buy you it. You have to have a hard drive. I think so. How else are you going to store data? Like, how would you store your gamer tag? Uh, I guess that's a good question. <laughs> Maybe you did get the core. I hope not, because that's dumb. <laughs> but yeah, we got a whole list of like the last otaku spank minister. That's going to be pretty Aaron sweet. from the weekly anime review podcast. I really, I hope Niku from the forums. We could just have like, we would actually be out there in the internet not playing with dicks. Yeah, that's why I want to play. <laughs> we finally found a group of people. Well, I hate playing online games, but if I was actually playing them with people I know... That could be pretty fun. Indeed. So what do you think, Joel? 2006, not that great a year for gaming. Yeah, I'm giving it a thumbs down for gaming I, I in general. I think what came out was pretty good, but what came out was few and far between. Yeah. Especially, it seemed like the summer drought this year just lasted forever. I don't. We already talked about this when we talked about next gen, but the, the yeah. development for these consoles has definitely slowed significantly. At least I feel like it has. Slowed progress with games? Yeah. Like when well, these things came out, it was like just they, you know, they kind of just dropped a cement block in the front of the flow of water, and then games just stopped coming out. Yeah, well, it makes sense. I, I don't really remember what. See, I remember the PlayStation being vehemently supported for a year or two after the release of the PlayStation Two. Mm. I mean, there's still PlayStation Two games coming out, so I guess it's all in the up in the air. But I look forward to 2007, where Resident Evil Five will not be coming out. <laughs> 
There are some good games coming out, though. Oh. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that looks to be really good. Lost That's Planet a- could still be good, though. Ubisoft I played the demo, is- and I wasn't really into it. I don't know. I'm pretty psyched about that one. Uh, Ubisoft is actually working on... What did I hear they were working There's on? There's a new Splinter Cell. Oh, Ubisoft is developing the uh, Ninja Turtles movie license. Really? Yeah. Well, the last Ninja Turtles game for the PS2 and the Xbox and everything was awful. Yeah, but, but I, Ubisoft has done pretty well for themselves. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, what the like Prince of Persia mm. and uh, Indigo Prophecy. I mean, even though you didn't like, no, it, it that was pretty popular. That wasn't Ubisoft. It wasn't. No, oh. that was what was that? It was some. Oh, it was, well, it was some French company, but it wasn't. That's probably why I thought it was them. Yeah. Those Frenchies. Cage. I hate that guy. So we had a year where Indigo Prophecy was not released. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> let's, let's stay with the positive. Yeah. And and no Call of Cthulhu. And no Call We almost we wanted to talk about that. Like when Dave was talking about games that uh, we yeah. should talk about, I was like, didn't Call of Cthulhu come out It was this year? so close. <laughs> it was November. Just missed it by a month. Uh, it's been too long since we hated on that. But, well, maybe next time. Nice. Uh, one or two. I think they're in the secret beer thing. Oh, 